Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So, uh, public, I'm going to say public disclaimer. There are trace amounts of NyQuil running all through my system from this week, so... Whatever you hear tonight from me, I need you to pull an Elsa and let it go. <laughs> I I think that our character of today would would appreciate a NyQuil infused Keaton because we're talking Loki. Because he has a glorious purpose. I love <laughs> that sassy, sassy man. He's um, so great. He's so oh, yeah. great. I love I, him. Yeah, I love Tom Hiddleston. He's absolutely excellent as loki and loki is such a good villain i remember when i first started when we're doing mcu loki by the way like not comic book loki this is simply uh loki from the marvel cinematic universe where fair weather marvel fans get over it (laughs) i mean yeah yeah or at least i am i have i think i have three marvel comics Maybe, no, maybe maybe eight. So yeah, yeah, that's what you're dealing with. Get over it. I was thinking you were going to say four, but you went from three to double that and a little bit more. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's bad. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's still less than it's. It's still within on two hands. Yeah, yeah. That's how many I, comics I, I have. I get it. Cyclops is a jerk. Like that's all their comics, right? Do they talk about anything else? Like I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna make so, so many people mad with this. Do not message me that you're angry. I'm clearly joking, okay? I own plenty of Marvel comics. I just enjoy and, throwing shade. And I own eight. <laughs> <laughs> we know who we are. It's fine. It's bat therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Just not be feel yeah. lucky that we're talking about Marvel. Yeah. Be 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 content. And 50. practice mindfulness. Fifty percent into their podcast episode, they finally started talking about Loki and stopped bashing go. Marvel. <laughs> hey, hey, we've only been going for two minutes. We can, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I really loved Loki. He was the highlight of the Thor movies for sure, and I also loved that he was the main villain in the first Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's just got this wit. About him, and he's just—he's just such a great manipulator, and Mm -hmm. Thor just falls for it every single time, and I love it. (laughs) I know. So okay, yeah. So I was skipping around all these movies, and of course, you know, hitting a little on Loki the show uh, that came out what last year? Was that twenty twenty two, or was that this year? That that wasn't this year, right? No, Loki came out like like two years ago i feel like it what? came out during covid maybe even i don't know dude covid lot 
COVID lasts forever. That's true. Me saying it came out during COVID <laughs> doesn't mean anything. That's like a, what, five-year span now, right? Like it's, yeah, whatever. It's just... I didn't do my research about timelines. What's new? But <laughs> here's here's something that really struck me as I was looking through everything, especially when I was looking at the first Thor movie. And they're kind of setting up Loki and just this disconnect he has with his family and the frustrations he has. And okay, so Loki's kind of a shit. We all know this, right? I mean, we all know the person that you can never 100% believe anything they tell you. You always have to be on your toes. It's tiring (laughs) to be around them. So you do them in small doses, but you love them. They make you laugh. You know, you like that they use that wit to just like, you know, tweak someone that really irks you. Um, but there's a little bit of that love hate that can happen. So I get it. Loki's Loki, but I kind of get it. Like with, with that first movie, I, I found, I was, I was rooting Loki. Cause I said, yeah, why is this oaf over here? The one that's gonna s- s- be the ruler. You <laughs> should be upset. You clear. Yes. People would have to watch you quite closely, but literally Thor, his powers are taken away and he's tossed onto earth because he's, he would really not be a good ruler. And yet for some reason, he is the one that's going to be ruler. So, you know, I feel for Loki. See, I was on the other end of that. I was like, bro, you lucked out. First off, your father abandoned you for being small. He thought you were small and weak and abandoned you. Odin found you, and instead of being like, forget this, raised you as royalty. Like, bro. Okay. However, first off. I mean, the abandonment's still there, of course. The abandonment's still there. It's just. No. Not a bad bad deck of cards. I'm not so. Because first off. Loki doesn't have to be all, oh, thank you so much for taking me in. That was their choice. And tr- if you're going to take him in, you know, treat him as one of your own. Is is he being fully treated as one of their own? I think so. But there's, all. I mean, like being the ruler and whatnot, Thor's an interesting choice. I mean, Thor's whole storyline is the fact that he's not good at being a ruler and it's not the fit for him. And here's Loki saying, yo, why, why is he getting plopped in? Also... My understanding is he did not know he was abandoned, right? He, he had no, to No, he found learn. out. I think in that first movie, he found out. Exactly. Like, yeah, they didn't tell him. Hold on. I'm not getting frostburned over here. What's happening? <laughs> and and that's how he finds out. So imagine this. And there are things that confuse you about your family, decisions that your parents are making, things that are happening and and you feel like for some reason you're just not seen as living up and then all of a sudden you find out this huge information and for him that huge information is literally i'm not their child so then that pulls everything into question for him yeah okay so so what is like them being just their parents versus i think for him it's oh Underneath it all, you don't see me as your son. And I'm not saying that's what they felt at all. Um, especially Frigga, she seemed to really connect with him and see mm-hmm. him as her son. Um, but I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm sold on your argument. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now his his relationship with Frigga was different because like he 
definitely saw her as a motherly figure. Like he yeah. he was absolutely distraught when yeah. she was killed, and you know it was it's one of those things where I think he definitely he's he's that character that that has beef with his dad. Oh yeah. Right. He has beef yeah, with his dad, but mom that. is cool. Right. And we see yeah. that. We see that plenty. Like it's like, oh, like I can't can't stand dad. Right. It's like it's like the Winchesters, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and Frigga, I mean, she takes him under her wing, uh, arguably makes him far more dangerous. <laughs> but <laughs> The reason she, I, I think that she was attuned to who he was because the God of Mischief is a perfect connecting point with his personality. Um, so, yeah, I mean, arguably, maybe Frigga's to blame for <laughs> some of the stuff that yeah. Loki did to people because he was very good at it, got super powerful. <laughs> but she's the one that helped him with, I forget if, what they call it, mystical arts, sorcery, mm-hmm. magic. Everyone calls it different things in different places. But um, so I yeah, she really she really connected with him quite a bit. And so I yeah, you're you're definitely right. It's it's a it's a daddy daddy issue. It's a yeah. it's a father son thing. And also, I think it didn't help that um, Odin and Thor had a lot of similarities you know you're you're coming from originally it was a place of war and arguably thor was just kind of a younger version of his dad and his dad was trying to tame him versus loki i don't think his dad knew what to do with him yeah and i just i do just going back through the mcu it's so fun just seeing Loki everywhere where you would expect it. Yes. It's like at the end of the first movie, it's like, oh no, Loki's lost in space. Actually, I'm on Earth. Oh no, Loki's dead. Actually, I'm Odin. Oh no, like <laughs> it's like it's oh no, I'm trapped in a cage on the helicarrier. Actually, I'm stabbing Colson. Like he just it's it's always like I, I do just love the way he just hops yep. around. It's like, oh, and one of my favorite lines about him is uh, when when Thor's talking about him and think it's in Thor 3 and he talks about how one time Loki just turned into a snake and bit him. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like, wow, what a, what a great character. And it's one of those things where you see it a lot in, in movies and TV shows. There's a character that you absolutely love, but you would not want to be around them in real life. Yes. I believe we describe Deadpool in the same way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't want to be around him in real life, but it's hilarious to watch him mess with, uh, with other people. But I think because of his backstory and that resentment he has, mm. he also has this huge chip on his shoulder because not only does he feel like he's put in a less than situation because they changed his appearance to look like them. And now he's under his brother who's about to become the king. Uh, And he also feels like he's way smarter than all of them. He's like, I should be the, I should be the one ruling. Like y'all are, y'all are dumb. 
right? And so he has he has this chip on the shoulder where he feels like he's above everyone and sees everyone as ants beneath him and he sees people as pawns and not people. Mm. I would say I would say people, if we're talking like technical people on Earth, absolutely. We're mm-hmm. ants, we're pawns, we're lesser than, we are we are lesser beings. And I mean, in some ways, who can argue, really? Um, <laughs> just, I mean, in terms of like powers and abilities. Yeah, compared and to like them, that anyway. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when it comes to the other gods, let's say, or the other Asgardians, especially the other rulers and, and people with power and whatnot, um, or anyone with some sense of power. Yes, he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. Um, but the, and actually this is hit on kind of later in his storyline and what they show with his character. But he he is desperately trying to be as good as he presents himself. You know, he, there's sometimes this showmanship or this kind of, catch me if you can, or you, you, you can never keep your eye fully on the ball thing. It's a very convenient way, especially for someone who's got a lot of wit, a lot of smarts. It's a really good way of trying to cover up the fact that you may actually have really low self-esteem and really not think highly of yourself. And you're just kind of chasing your own tail, desperately trying to prove that you're worth something. And he admits that way later on. And it's one of those things where I laugh because he slowly, very slowly learns his lesson. And it's like going all the way into the the first Avengers when he's up there and he's just controlling the uh, Chitauri and like Mm. he he thinks he has Thanos in the palm of his hand and he's he's uh, up on Stark Tower and he's like, I am a god and i will not be and then hulk comes out of nowhere and just (laughs) bounces him back and forth like a paddle ball and it's like hey that was the first time right there where loki was like oh okay maybe i'm not dude actually (laughs) that was probably his worst fear because uh puny god yeah right it's like oh my god you did not that probably hurt worse than the bouncing him Him being called the puny god probably hurt way worse. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, Loki is always trying to end up on top. And when you're trying so desperately to always end up on top, you're, you're probably not as confident in yourself as you're appearing on the outside. Because if you are super confident, why do you need to be on top all the time? Why do you need to... Why do you need to constantly prove anything if you're yeah. already confident? There's yeah. there's no proof that needs having. You're already there. Like, yeah, he just has this thing, just I have to be a ruler of some kind. Like I need mm-hmm. to be on a and he he likes to be on a pedestal. He likes to be yep. seen and he he loves feeling like he's in complete control which is why by the time we get to the loki tv show Mm. it's so interesting because it's like he's not in control at all and in fact everything that he's always wanted and sought after 
means nothing. I think my he, favorite. He sees it literally in a junk drawer. Yes, that was my. I was about to say that was my favorite. One of my favorite things <laughs> when he looks in the the drawer and just sees all of these Infinity Stones and they're just paperweights. Which I'm not gonna lie, it did annoy me a little bit because it was inconsistent with what they said about the Infinity Stones and had to how they had to remain mm. throughout time to keep a reality in check and they couldn't be left away. And it's, but whatever. Marvel just makes stuff up. Well, they go along. True. I <laughs> mean, I guess you could argue that because they're, they're literally killing off the variants. So maybe, I don't know, maybe from those variations, you're like ending them. Here's my, here's my big issue um, with Loki. And I feel like it, for me, kind of seals the deal on why I, I love Loki. I mean, yes, he killed a lot of people in the <laughs> Avengers movie. Uh, he is he adopted. Started off, he's adopted, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's a, an adoptive um, character that I, I, I love. But so one of the things that really irks me, because I have this thing where I know the world is not a just place and it's not a fair place, but I really want it to be. And so in Loki, I think they're essentially trying to explain um, what's going on. I don't fully buy it, but uh, they catch him and he's like, well, I'm actually not who you want because, okay, he's a variant. He made a choice that doesn't line up with the larger string of the multiverse or whatever. And so uh, he's getting arrested for making that choice, which is just kind of weird um, because my my whole thing is, okay, all the things that happened before led up to what he did. Right. And he had a great point. He was like, the people you want are the Avengers. They literally went through time and screwed everything up. Right. They, they moved things around. They talked to people. They did all sorts of things to mess up the timeline. And he's like, that's who you want. That's the only reason that that I was even like doing this thing. And they said, oh, no, no, that part, that part, the part where everyone's screwing with the timeline, that was meant to happen. Can you tell how much this annoys me? (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And not only that, but the way that they set timelines up in the MCU, whenever they went back in time, they were actually going to different realities. So they screwed up. Exactly. Like there's realities that just how? don't have a time stone, right? Like it's it's yeah. really <laughs> exactly how are they not the variants? Right, but that's also my point about the 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 thing because when, as soon as they took that time stone or any of those stones and came back to their reality, they should have become paperweights. They should have been worthless, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I was. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I was misunderstanding. Ah, I'm I'm yeah. with you. I'm and with so, you now. But yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Marvel, you got a little fast and loose, and I I think this is, um, oh gosh, there was somewhere else. I don't think it was in Loki. It was somewhere, though. Someone talks about um, how Loki is essentially a secondary character. It was very, it was a very break the fourth wall kind of statement. Maybe mm-hmm. it was in Loki, but that he's a, he's essentially a secondary character that helps the evolution of heroes. Oh yeah, it yeah. was I, after it was he was caught episode in the 1. It was Mobius. Right. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He was like and you you bring you bring the good guys together from yes. your scheming. 
Yeah. And so, so let's think about this. Okay. So, um, all of these other characters develop who are the primary heroes and whatnot because of what he does. But theoretically, you're not in the forefront, which probably rings, feels very true um, when you think about Thor and who's going to become ruler. And then you have this thing where I'm just responding to the people who literally royally screwed up the timeline. And yet I'm the variant who then has to be destroyed. All of these things to me add up to, of course, Loki is the way he is. Of course, he's got this huge chip on his shoulder. Of course, he has no confidence (laughs) in himself. Marvel really is like, let's just beat this guy around and see what happens. Uh, They know how to. They're good at. They're good at kicking a dog when he's down. I tell you. Remember what they did with Thor and Endgame. But uh, yeah, like that's that was so rude because Mobius basically (laughs) said, bro, you're not even a protagonist in your own life. And I'm like, Jesus, like that's so rude. I know that uh, that is just that 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 is just terrible. I mean, think about Think, think about, okay, what are things we could do to put someone in an apathetic, at best, and highly depressive suicidal state at worst about themselves? Okay, even in your own story, you are not the protagonist. Right. Oh. Awful. Oh, my gosh. Awful. That is horrible. Like, yeah, that's really bad. Um, and- Which is why, which is why I love how much I think the audience has taken to Loki. <laughs> I I just I don't know. I think it's very poignant that that I don't know in in terms of all these storylines. Um, kick a man while well, kick a god while he's down. I guess. But when it comes to those of us watching, we get really drawn in by by his character. And the thing is, like, I think the way that Mobius did it, like I saw it too, because I saw it the way that we were just laughing about. <laughs> but I think Mobius legitimately just wanted Loki to get to this point where it's like, look, there are things bigger than your plan. And yes. one of the things that I really like is how he said, why do you only want to rule? You're such an amazing person. Like you're I such an amazing that. character. Why is that the only thing you want to do is rule? I I agree with you. I yes, it's it, he's trying to help help him. Hey, look, everything that you've been doing, it's got you stuck as a side character. And here's you're you're so focused on being a ruler because you think that makes you the main character. No, 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 no. You're and, you're doing it wrong. And I had yeah. a question for you about that too. Like, mm-hmm. is the whole breaking someone down to build them back up <laughs> a real thing because i'm not gonna lie like at times it sounds monstrous and i feel like it would not work for everybody like i don't think that would work for me like drop me to my lowest and then build me back up like no like i'm i am no i'm i'm gonna be down here forever mm. And I might not ever climb back up because you put me at my lowest, you know? Like, And so I've always heard the front, like, oh, we break them down and then we build them back up. And I'm like, that feels manipulative. 
Mm. You know, I, I, I can only speak from a therapeutic perspective because I think that there are a number of different avenues where this kind of might come up. But, you know, it's, there's something to be said for being hurt, being injured, um, having to self-reflect, having these moments where they force you to stop and really reassess yourself. Um, that's not to say, though, breaking someone down to build them back up, um, you would have to be really careful. I'm, I'm not comfortable with that wording of it. Okay. But there are there are pieces of that that are true. So breaking someone down, there's no need to attack someone or hurt someone or injure another person so that they can move forward. But it can be helpful for someone to see how they have already been hurt, broken, been brought down, helping them see what in life has led to those things so that they can then make adjustments from there. And so I, now this was not therapy, what was going on here, which is probably why some of it sounded like super brutal, but right. You know, one of the things that we do in therapy is trying to help someone see the reality of their situation. And what I mean by that is you're coming in because something is causing a problem or getting in your way or you're wanting something to change. Um, so let's look at what's going into your reality. So because if you can truly understand that, then you can make a change. You can build insight to help you grow into something better. Um, but I don't like the idea of, you know, I'm purposefully bringing someone down, but I am purposefully trying to get someone to take a real honest look at themselves and the things going on around them. Well, and I think I, I think what worked more so than what Mobius was saying was Loki seeing how his grand scheme played out. Yes. Right? Like, exactly. I think, I really think that's really what did it. Because him seeing Thanos, like, snap his neck and, and going, and just laughing and going, glorious purpose. Mm -hmm. I and think see, that's, yeah. 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 And seeing also these things that he was fighting so hard for and saw as the ultimate power, literally thrown in a drawer as if they're, like, extra paper yeah. clips they're just paperweights yeah yeah i i totally agree with you that he sometimes it really takes something really stark really um something really poignant to get you to that point you're looking for the right the right hook the right thing to really get someone to go, whoa, and step back and, and reassess. Because think about it. I mean, if you're in the middle of something, uh, you can have trouble really thinking outside of the, the scope of how you're already thinking. Right. It's, it's hard to just say, okay, let me shift and try and look at this a completely different way. And so, yeah, a lot of times it, it's helpful to really see, okay, what's going to really strike a chord for someone so that they can really step back and go, whoa, wait a minute. What is going on here? Yeah, and, and it's interesting because Loki, like I said, he always kind of looked at humans as ants and yeah. he looked at people he interacted with as 
cogs in a system that, that he could born. manipulate and control. And he just saw, wow, not only am I a cog in a system, I am a cog in every system. Like it's mm. like it's it's like that is how yeah. So I guess humans in in our world, you know, the non-comic book world could have something similar. But if you think about the Asgardians, I mean, they're seen as gods for a lot of folks. I mean, it depends where you're at in the right. universe and galaxy and whatnot. But yeah, to to realize that all of a sudden you are as much an ant, if not more so, than the very people that you've been toying with, been killing, been manipulating, um, been trying to control because you don't trust them to control themselves. And you go, Oh no. And you look up and, and suddenly you see the hands that are moving you around. Yeah. And, and not only that, but Oh yeah, we need you to catch a cooler version of yourself from another <laughs> universe. Like, it's like, wow, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, yeah, it's really, it's really, but I also absolutely love that first episode because by the end, Loki is admitting, I don't like hurting people because the whole time Mobius mm -hmm. is like, you're not the god of mischief you're just mean you took that guy's mm. eye you killed these people like you're none of this is mischievous you're just a bad person why do you love hurting people so much and finally loki breaks down and admits like i'm a weak person and yeah. doing that keeps up the facade of me not being weak i thought that was really really good and i think that it's actually like one of those things where you i think that reflects a lot with reality right mm -hmm. like people that are like bullies that are are mean or bad supervisor like so much of it comes from a place of weakness and mm. being a victim at some point it it comes from that place so much more often than than not and mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool the way that you get to you actually see the facade kind of mm. break well, away and and so there are different kinds of bullies and there are different kinds of people that grasp for and are desperate for power or control and loki <laughs> loki on the outside i think looks very much like a character who is out for power period he's not out for power he he's he's out to not feel or in his eyes be weak anymore he's out to uh be on an equal playing field with his brother because despite all, everything he says and and you know what he is way smarter than his brother and yet he he underneath it all is seeing himself as lesser than and that's why you know once again the break him down to build him back up yeah you know the ling <laughs> you want to make sure the intention is a caring place yeah. um but getting to the point where you are able to face those parts of yourself that are most vulnerable and even terrifying 
that you're not sure you can handle, that's how you figure out that you can handle them, that it's okay to acknowledge those parts and can find a way forward, right? He had to he had to get to a point where he was exposing himself to get to the next the next part of his story. Yeah. And I feel like the very first time that I pick up on it is in the first Avengers when he's telling everyone to bow down to him and the old man stands up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like I'm not going to bow down to a man like you. And Loki's like, you've never met a man like me. And the old man just goes, there's all, there's, there's always been men like you. Mm. And it was like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. like right there. It's like, no, no, I've seen, I've, I've seen your people like you before. You're nothing. You're nothing new. Like, I, I know what this is. You, you may be stronger. You may get the best of me, but you're still just, a bully trying to hide something. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it's, it's very interesting. The turn that the Loki TV show takes away from that character, because in up until this TV show, even when you would see the heartfelt moments with Loki, he was still just scheming. Right. Mm, It's like, even when he faked his death, he 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 yep. fakes his death and he's like, Yeah, I just I'm pretend I'm gonna go pretend to be Odin for the next few years. Right? <laughs> and it's like Thor's like mourning his brother and he's just like chilling with uh who is it? Was it Matt mm-hmm. Damon that was like Yes? Yeah, so like he's just chilling. And so it's like he's such a master manipulator that it isn't until he's literally yanked out of time and proven Mm -hmm. pretty much insignificant that he finally breaks down and stops the whole act yeah and you know i was realizing at one point too as as we were prepping for this episode i i really like loki and i i think part of it is i i like working with people that are kind of like him where you're you're constantly evading what's really going on I mean, he. I mean, he literally conjures illusions, mm-hmm. uh, and we do this as people. It's not as literal as as what he does, where he cr- can create scenes um, and have you see things. But we, well, all of us to a certain degree, we we put on facades or um, we keep people guessing about certain things. But for some people, it is like Loki, where you're you're constantly distracting or deflecting from what's really going on and i actually really enjoy that part of therapy where you're trying to help a person in whatever way matches for them keep bringing them back uh uh uh, uh. we're going away wait 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 bring them back right. bring them back i even have times where people are like i knew i knew you were going to do that dr brown i knew you were going to make us come back to that and it's like and you said it anyway. Right. So both of us know we've got to go there. Yeah. Um, there are really cool moments you can have with a, a Loki. Um, but yeah, he he is so witty and, and smart and quick and conjuring that it literally takes someone who can, like you said, step him out of time, completely change all of the rules in order to get ahead of him enough 
to slow him down and and redirect him and say, hey, 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 I want to look at the real Loki. Yeah. And actually get there. Yeah. And it's um it's 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 so funny because it takes someone like Mobius that studied him in detail. Mm, good point. And I love I love the conver- the the quick conversation when Loki's like, I don't like to talk. And Mobius is just like, yeah. But you just, but you do like to lie, which you just did because we both know you love to talk. <laughs> it's just like he just he calls him on everything. It kind of reminds me of um the of Bucky's doctor in uh, yes. in his therapy sessions. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes like some people need someone that is not yeah gonna cradle them and is just mm-hmm. going to straight up call them out and. Yeah. Mobius just does such a good job of that, but yeah. and Mobius is not Mobius is n- in no way a therapist. He's right. just honestly trying to get Loki to see the big yep. picture. Like, look, yep. look from a bird's eye view at how small all of this is. Yeah, and yeah. I just I I really love that. Like that first episode because I think when I told you when I was rewatching, I was like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Millie, you have to go back and watch <laughs> that first episode. That that is just like everything. Like I loved the the way that he broke it down. But I also there's been so many times when it's like I look back at a moment when I was really upset and I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then flashing forward to now knowing wow i wish i could have seen this so i wouldn't have been so upset and annoyed and frustrated back then right like and and that but loki actually got to do that he actually got to see where his master plan Mm -hmm. ended up leading and at the same time he also got a chance to see hey I actually ended up hurting all of the people that actually loved me. I hurt Mm. Thor. I hurt my mom. I hurt my father who clearly also did love me. Like he, he, it, it, it's one of the things that breaks him down. It's like, I went through this my entire life just to come back around and end up still dying. Like it, it was, it was like, oof, he, it was, a. it was a definitely a uh I, they they call it a come to Jesus meeting, but one of the things I thought <laughs> about was like a scrooged moment, like when he sees ah. the 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 ghost yeah. of Christmas future. That's a good analogy. Yeah. He um I think for me, Loki is is a really great example of it can feel really great to people keep people guessing, keep them on their toes, to not to not show the vulnerability underneath, to to show strength and wit and power. It has its drawbacks. It isolates you. It separates you. It distances you from the very people that you care most about and also that you care most what they think about and and how they respond to you. And so he had all of this distance to the point where, I mean, he literally went off to earth to take it over. And yeah, I also think what's really cool about this Loki is we 
we lived his true, quote unquote, true intended path. Right. And then we went back and then we see this snipped out version of Loki right after the Avengers, literally as they're leaving right. the building. He's still scheming. He's still scheming. And and I think for us, you know, it it's a big set shift too, because you have to remember, oh wait, all that other stuff did not happen for this Loki. And so this Loki is very much in the thick yeah. of of his his most conniving time. And it's just so interesting to see a different path for mm-hmm. him at that point. Yeah, it it really, it really is. And I'm it's 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 good like to to see like yeah like you said that when he's in the thick of it and when he's essentially at his worst Mm. and you get to see the the shift you get to see the shift like oh this is the moment that he needed to happen but it didn't happen and so um i'm really excited to see what they end up doing with his character now that he knows Mm. so much more and has seen dozens a dozen different versions of himself including an alligator version of himself which i still Mm -hmm. laugh at um and it it, yeah he's he's a very interesting character and i'm wondering there's a part of me that really wishes he could get a chance to interact with his family again because there's always a part of me that wants to see a character have a chance to set everything right Mm. um and you can tell that i feel like when he watched his life play out that was a moment where it's like i feel like you could see him wanting to set things right and yeah yeah i thought that was i i love good like really good growth Uh, my character like that yeah yeah i think that can sometimes be the nice thing about movies and books and tv shows and whatnot is they can choose that that ending when it's not always possible it also is what makes them really brutal when they choose to end things abruptly don't give you that that option uh i always get angry when they do that we get enough of that in real life but it it can be really tough when there's this growth and you're not able to, whether it's because the person it has died, uh, whether it's because there's some sort of distance or, or maybe you've tried or you could try to bring things back around and the other person just isn't on board or they don't get it or you're not able to end up on the same page. But yeah. there are... There are many moments where people have this really poignant growth and they almost have a loss at the same time, a loss of what could have been. And then also sometimes there's a loss of not being able to repair what's been broken. Right. Um, sometimes there is that ability to do so, but then other times you have to find a way to move forward knowing that this thing is broken. I had a hand in it and at least now, or maybe in some cases, never can it be fixed. Right. And that's a really, it's a really hard, it's a really hard path, but it's, you know, a, a lot of people are able to find a way to maneuver it. And, and it actually, it creates this 
don't know, this kind of strength in people that actually a lot of times they're they're able to help the next person mm-hmm. struggling through a situation. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel with, with him. If I'd want him to connect with this. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd want him to get that closure. But um, I also think that there could be some really powerful moments for him if instead of shifting backwards, he looks forward. Because um, mm. my concern for him, I think, is if if he went back to the family from before, I mean, how does he even go back to that now that he's aware of variance and and this whole other level of being? It's, um, it's like a complete disconnect. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know how he could could go back. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, yeah, and and I think that is what. Uh, I I think that was the whole the whole point of the Loki show. It's like, hey. Mm. We've seen the road you lead down. Now you know how it ends if you keep that track up. Yep. And all you can do is move forward with that knowledge, which is what all of us have to do when we get to a place like that. All we can do is just move forward. And sometimes you can look back and make things right. And like you said, Mm -hmm. a lot of the times you can't, but either way, much like the timelines there, it just keeps moving forward no matter what. Keeps moving. And and hey, I mean, at least for now, we're we're on that main timeline yep. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> so you got to keep chugging along. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeenJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.